Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ultra Hope Girls, a Danganronpa podcast. Today, we are so, so excited to be closing up our season two about Goodbye Despair. We have collected questions from all of you guys, from uh, our email, our Twitter, our uh, Mino, and we are excited to dive into them today. Uh, just a heads up that this episode will spoil the entirety of Goodbye Despair. And with that, let's get into it. I'm Maddie. I'm Marin. I'm Caroline. And we're the Ultra Hope Girls. One, two. Welcome to the Dong and Rumpa podcast. You're on the threshold of an amazing episode. Showtime. I was listening to our podcast closer from season one today, and it was like just this very strange surreal emotion of because like back then we were like wow like it's crazy that we're here like ending season one and now we're here and I, I know I'm just like <laughs> we've come so far and we just before we hop into our episode today we have come so far because of our patrons we just want to give you all a shout out because we appreciate each and every one of you so thank you so much to Major S, Aaron, Boyana, Andrew, Sufkin, Kim, Ryan, Caden, Darren, Hannah, Peter, Tyler, Adam, Sunke, Henry, Sunny D, Sam, and John. We appreciate you all so, so much. Thank you for being patrons. We love you. We love you so much. Thank you all so much. We really, you know, just appreciate you more than words can say. All right. So uh so Marin is going to be our MC for the eve and uh and and tell us what questions we've received in the mail, yeah. not in the mail in the virtual mail, the Twitter in and the, the virtual mail. Yes. Our first question today is from Amino and the question is, hypothetically you get the one and only Kadaka to agree to an interview, what questions would you ask him? This is from the user Monokuma and just a heads up if you did ask ask any questions today through Amino or through Twitter, we will be including links to your Amino account so that you can get credit for the questions you asked. And it's funny that you asked this question, my friend, Monokuma, because we got to partner with the Miriash store uh, to help promote some Kadaka t-shirts and content. You guys definitely need to check them out. They're pretty cool. But because of that, we actually got the chance to submit some questions to Kadaka, which we will be featuring in a future episode. So you definitely have to stay tuned, stay, stay subscribed. This is a good time to make sure you're following us on Twitter um, because we are really excited to get the opportunity to get some questions answered by him. Yeah. Actually, we're going to be answering those questions on our one year anniversary episode. Our first episode came out last year, May 11th. And so this one will be coming out May 10th. And we are so excited. Like, I don't think any of us could think of a better way to celebrate one year of of this podcast. So true. Yeah. So true. If you want to follow the uh, Miriash store, it is at M-Y-R-I-A-S-H ue underscore store on instagram so we're going to start off with some questions just generalized questions before we get into the questions that you guys submitted so first off what has changed in our recording process from season one to two well i think for starters we are now well bi-weekly so that's (laughs) the thing 
Um, but because of that, we actually have a lot of episodes on backlog. Um, so we, we record very far in advance and then post as things come. A little, little behind the scenes secret for all of you listeners out there. <laughs> Yeah. And we've also been recording in general, just like a little less frequently. We try to stay on like our, our schedule, our timeline, but I think, you know, with school being really busy and all that jazz, um, we've been recording a little less frequently. However, we have made a, um, a very intentional effort this season, starting this year to put more content onto our Patreon. Um, and that is something that has been a major goal of ours that we are keeping up with. And so, yeah, if you are interested in checking out the Patreon, we highly recommend it. There are bonus episodes on there every other week um, on the off weeks that we don't post a main episode. All right. Our second question is, what has changed in terms of our opinions on Goodbye Despair? I can start, I guess. Let me, okay. For me personally, I think a lot has changed. um, And it kind of reminds me of almost exactly what changed in, in season one based on Trigger Happy Havoc. I appreciate a lot more of the characters that I came in not really liking. Um, You know, I just, I think that when you take a game and you really dive deep into it, like the way we do in our cases and stuff like that, you, you, it's hard not to find an appreciation for, for characters. I think that my biggest change is I appreciate Danganronpa 2 a lot more than I did as a whole, because like I came in being like trigger happy havoc is number one. And I still think that it is, but I think that in a way I was being kind of stubborn about that and maybe not giving the second game as much of a chance because I was like, Oh, like game one, like, yeah. So I, I think that would probably be my, my biggest takeaway from the game is I understand the hype. Yeah. yeah. I love to hear that as someone who, you know, that game personally is my favorite in the Danganronpa world. I'm excited to hear that. And I know that you didn't like hate the game or anything at all. Right. And it's totally okay if it's not your your top, your fave. Um, it has remained my favorite, honestly. And I don't know if that's like really because of like genuine reasons or if it's just nostalgia because it was the first game that I played. Um, but I will say like at the same time, even though I love it so much and it's still my favorite, I think I did gain a more kind of critical um, approach to kind of analyzing the game and some of the characters and whatnot. Um, and like, you know, especially one thing that stuck with me was Caroline's comments about like how toward the end of the game, it's, it's a lot of like an info dump and it's so much information at once. And like all of that replaying that, I definitely see that. And I think that's a very valid criticism among, you know, other criticisms of the game. It's not perfect. No game is, but yeah, I do think I've also gained an appreciation for some of the characters that I didn't love as much the first time around i still hate teru teru um <laughs> yeah. but i think everyone else other than teru teru like leveled up just a bit for me <laughs> yeah I, I i'm gonna third that uh opinion which is the yeah the characters i appreciated it and i will say specifically hiyoko is someone that i did not like when i played the first time and now i like her a little better like, like a lot better. I actually think she's a very interesting character who got gypped of some serious character development because she died. Um, yeah, that, that was rude of the creators. But um, And I do think I, I'm not a Kazuichi stan. However, I think I do like him slightly better than I did before. Um, and same with Chiaki who I not that I hated Chiaki (laughs) okay but like maybe like a little like plus one appreciation um and then I also really really love Nagito the first time I played this I was like oh god 
like so frustrating. It was infuriating to deal with him, but now I really, really like him a lot. So yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, like Marin said, this is, you know, the trigger happy havoc is also my favorite game, but I think I, I really respect this sequel. It is a great sequel. Yeah. Like not every sequel like is in competition with their original game. And this one definitely is. And it, it's proven by the fan base. Like I would say equally loving all of the games in that come out of this. So yeah, yeah. honestly, I, I think so. Which That's is very so impressive. Real. Yeah. yeah. All right. Our next question is what has been our favorite moment this season with a voice actor? Um, I think for me, I have to say, I mean, like I adore being able to talk to any voice actor we have on this podcast. It's just incredible. Like that these people have, that these amazing people have taken time out from their busy days to chat with us. And we're just always so thankful for that. Um, I think for me, it's a tie between either, um, well, actually, I don't know if this even counts because I was going to say our interview with um, a tie between our interview with Chris Tergliaferra and our interview, actually not our interview, our book club episode with Jason Wishnov when he came back for a second time. That episode was so much fun. It was such a good time. Um, but also, this is a moment that would not have happened if it weren't for our interview with Chris, um, even though the, the moment did not happen on the podcast. Um, after, you know, we interviewed Chris Tergliaferra, um, Shortly after that, I got to like play a round of Among Us with him on one of his Twitch streams. Um, and he like recognized who I was and said hi. And that was just like really cool. And that was just such a fun um, moment. And he was great to play that game with. And so, yeah, those are a couple that stick out for me. A couple moments. Yeah. I'll, so I'll go next. Um, the, the, I, have, I have two. I'm sorry to be the person who has two answers. But... <laughs> Um, I, I will too. say the Chris Tarilla interview, again, not a moment that happened on the podcast, but off of the podcast as a result is I was Twitch streaming one day and we are very lucky to have Chris follow us on Twitch and we follow him. And uh, he popped in on one of my streams very randomly. And I was like on the inside, if you watch the VOD for it, I, I look very serene and I'm like, what? Oh, hey, hey, Chris. But on the inside, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe Chris. Yeah, I was like very afraid. Um, not afraid. That's the wrong word. I was very excited um, that he came and it was really nice of him to show up. So, Chris, if you are listening to this right now, uh, thanks for coming. And my second, well, obviously, the Jason episode was great, but I, I, I won't. I, I gave Jason a shout out last season. You know, we're, we're bros now. He's been on twice. Like, you know, he, he, we all know he's great. Um, but my other favorite. <laughs> we mean? all know. <laughs> we all know he's great. Um, my other favorite moment was actually getting the chance to talk with Brian Beacock. He is somebody who I just really admire as, a, as an actor and as a creator. Um, and it was really cool. I was in a voice acting workshop and the guy who was running the class used him as an example in, in our class. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I know Brian Beacock. Like, that's so crazy. So that was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I think one of my favorite moments with the voice actor was just the general idea that we got to interview Kyle a bear because like that that is insane like I we got off the interview with him and I literally I called my my brother and I was like we just interviewed the guy who says next time on Dragon Ball Z <laughs> and he was like 
why? <laughs> like, like, how did you get to a scenario where you could do that? And I don't know, that just, it kind of put this whole podcast in like perspective for me. The fact that we're in, like able to interview so many cool people. So shout out to Kyle. That was such a fun episode. And, and yeah, this, uh, wow. All the voice actors just bring us so much joy. So much. All right, our last question before we get into the questions that you guys submitted to us is, what was our favorite moment recording this season? I have my answer, if, if, I, if I can go first. Um, my absolute, I think, top favorite moment this season was when we had the Fact Cougars on to, to play that little game with us of like predicting the characters and whatnot. Oh my God, Michael and Miles. Like literally, I remember, um, this is also one of my favorite moments when Caroline came to my town where I go to school and crashed in my apartment with me for a week. And during that week, she happened to be editing the Fact Cougars episode. And so like, we'd be sitting around in my apartment. Like I'd be doing my homework. She'd be like sitting in the corner with her headphones and like doing editing. And she would just like burst out laughing at random times. And just listening back to like everything that they said. And like, there were many things that had to be cut. Um, but oh my God, the, just some gems from that episode. Like we were both laughing so hard until we were in tears. It was just, it was so good. Um, so that moment, but also, you know, recording it in the first place was so much fun having them on. They're just a riot. So my favorite moment from this season would be when we had Jason on. I did give him a, a shout out last season, but I there was just something about that episode. I was laughing the entire time. Just the, yeah, there are some episodes that just stick with you, and that was one of them for me. He's just such like an awesome, awesome guy, and like I can't thank him enough for coming on our show twice now. And oh man, we came out with some pretty good media selections for each of the characters. So. Definitely recommend that episode if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, yeah, big fan. It's pretty iconic. I, I do. I have to say both of your answers would be on my are on my list as well. Um, I, I will say something different so we don't all have the same answer. But um, <laughs> I want to say a specific moment from the Jason episode that I would like to highlight that I cackled at every time I edited it because I did edit that episode too is um, the, the part where Maddie is talking about uh, the name of the butterfly or some book like that in the and, time of the butterflies right. oh my God. <laughs> in the time of the butterflies and jason wishnov says that is the most book name of a book i've ever heard in my life <laughs> that made me laugh um but a moment from this season that i loved was getting to talk to grayson our dear cosplay friend i like saw them on tiktok and i was like guys we need to get Grayson on our podcast. They're so cool and I want to meet them. And like, it was one of those moments where like, like, you know, they're not a voice actor for the game, but I was fangirling more than any voice actor that we saw. I was so excited to have them on. They're so talented and really good at what they do. And it was cool to get to talk to them. All right, now we're going to move into the questions that you guys submitted to us. And I'm super excited. A lot of these are really creative and we'll just dive right in. The first question from Amino is from a user GTL3. And the question is, what are your favorite post-game modes? Theirs has to be the talent development plan. Um, honestly, I haven't played a lot of the post-game modes. I've always considered it and never never really done that maybe that's something we could do on twitch but oh that would be fun yeah that's a good yeah. idea but yeah I can't say i've ever played that. i haven't either i have played the danganronpa 2 island mode 
a little bit. And that is actually the only post-game mode I think that I've played extensively. Um, but I have to say, I w- it wasn't my favorite thing in the world. Um, what I did like about it was getting to like interact with the characters a little bit more and just see some more of them. Um, but ultimately, it's you know it, it it was very confusing for me to figure out. And then once I did figure it out, it got a little boring kind of fast. Um, and so the only really thing I got out of it, I think, was seeing more of those characters. But then like at some point you like run out of like fun tickets to like or whatever they're called to get to like go hang out with your characters or something. And you have to like beat the little mini games to try and get more. And I just got stuck. So it's not my favorite thing in the world, but maybe I should try some more of them. Our next question is from a user called Skid on Amino, and their question is, who is a VA that we would want to internew, in, interview <laughs> next? <laughs> internew next. Um, I know my answer. I'll go first. Um, I really want to talk to Julianne Taylor, uh, who plays Ibuki and Tenko. I love her so much in both of those roles, and I just really want to chat with her she seems so nice um and yeah hopefully we'll be able to uh to talk to her so yeah for me i would love to talk to bryce pappenbrook he voices makoto and nagito and i i i don't know what it is but i mean obviously he's like the protagonist in one of the games and nagito but i don't know his voice is just so fun and the the shreds commercial like it's just (laughs) i would love to chat with him we could get him to say here come the shreds (laughs) (laughs) um personally i would love 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 to talk with erica harlicker um, she's the voice of Kyoko as well as Kaede in the third game, which we have not gotten to, but I'm sure many of our listeners already know about it. But yeah, I follow Erica Harlicker on TikTok and she like, and one, another thing that I did not know about her is that she also sings, although I don't know why I'm surprised because most voice actors do sing. Um, but she's had some very, very cool, like, um, singing, like duet TikToks with like other people and like just doing some very creative stuff. And I think it's super cool. And I think she seems really cool and I would love to talk to her, but also all of them, all the voice actors. Mm-hmm. Every right. single one, please come on. Please. Every single one that has ever voice acted in anything. And also, I just want to say before we move on, if you're listening and you want a voice actor to come on our podcast, the best way to let them know you want them on our podcast is to like tweet at them or message them on Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever, um, because you know that lets them know that they that they their presence is is wanted so definitely do that if there's somebody you want uh you want featured yeah for sure 100 percent. speaking of which um we did get an email from someone named becca and becca asked a couple questions um so i'll put them all out here and then we can answer them one by one but the first question relating to the vas is could we try to get teru teru's voice actor on we would love to have todd we we want todd so badly (laughs) um we had reached out to him he was busy at the time but hopefully in the future we will get to chat with him it would be awesome yeah i would love to talk with todd avril lavigne I'm Kurt Shinguchi. Oh my gosh. The versatility. I want him on our podcast. I want to meet him so bad. Please, Todd. He seems really cool. (laughs) Oh, God. 
All right. And then the other questions from Becca are, uh, will we do a season on Ultra Despair Girls? Will we do a season on the Danganronpa 3 anime? And do we plan on resuming the weekly schedule after we graduate, uh, after we graduate college? So I can say yes to the first two questions. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Stay tuned. And then for the last question, I personally am still in college for another year. So it might be a while (laughs) it's gonna be a while but you know we're we're hanging out yeah and like maddie said um back at the beginning of the episode if you are feeling like you're missing out on content become a patron get access to those extra episodes and you'll have weekly content coming from us the ultra hope girls and and uh yeah it's pretty pretty fun time over there yeah i'm excited to get into ultra despair girls in the anime y'all y'all ain't ready the season next season's so good it is. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, wow. That'll be coming out, what, late May, I think? May-ish. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> At math. some point in May. <laughs> okay, so the next email we got is from someone called uh, Shiozaka Aizuru. And thank you so much for sending this email to us. This email is basically a an email from someone who just wanted to share why they love Kazuichi. And this is one of the best emails I would say we've ever gotten. Um, we love for people to question, you know, what what we think and, and bring in those opinions that like the three of us might not have. So thank you for sending it. I did want to read it out and just give people who might be Kazuichi stands their moment in the sun. Just uh, give them a little a little report free from us giving him no chance (laughs) but yeah (laughs) all right so here is their email it says I know you guys were wondering oh what's so good about Hifumi and I have no answers for that I'm not a Hifumi fan myself (laughs) but little shark boy Kazuichi is my favorite in the series and so I can rant why he's a good character sorry for my fangirling in advance number one funny you've got to admit some of his moments are just hysterical Number two, normal. Compared to lots of other characters, his reactions to death are honestly more normal. Cowardly, sure, but normal. Number three, free time events. He's one of the only characters throughout the entire series that has a common and relatable backstory, but he treats it with the same kind of trauma as Fuyuhiko does to his backstory, which is honestly kind of what I do and many other people I know. Also, it's highly refreshing to not have a total woe is me backstory. Number four, writing. Even though he had no character development, his writing is quite amazing. The biggest example is something I noticed within my first gameplay. You know how in Chapter 4 he starts cursing much more often? Well, he's taking Celestia's classic tip of adaptation. So many people are swearing around him. (laughs) Fuyuhiko. (laughs) And so you learn in his free time events that he's actually very insecure and changed his looks a lot to look more intimidating to people. And he starts swearing more to adapt. Many people didn't notice the swearing difference, but I love this man so much that I noticed. Smiley face. Ultimate soda fangirl at your service. Number five, Mini Maru. Why didn't you just rebuild Nekomaru? Well, remember how Mekomaru died from a fall, right? Some of his parts were almost certainly broken in that fall, and it was obvious that Kazuichi didn't exactly know how he was made. So he did what he could by taking apart his alarm clock and the leftover parts that he didn't need for fixing the strawberry hall door and made a mini robot. And honestly, I think the reason he laughed everything off was because he was delirious. That was his second all-nighter in a row. Yes, I do agree he is horrible to Sonia. I'm not blind to the times I want to slap him, but I think he needs a tiny bit more love, at least. Smiley face. 
And thank you for giving him that love. This email, I, I, I read this and I said, my opinion of Kazuichi is better now because yeah. I had someone respectfully or give me their opinion. And I, I loved hearing why you love this character. And I think that like, please share, share your love, share the love of, of your favorite characters with us. We, we love to hear it. Absolutely. I, I agree completely. Yeah. Like what Caroline said, I think that I, you know, my opinion toward him is a little more positive after reading this, this email, because you do make a lot of good points. I mean, I, I personally think that this is a, just very, um, a very well thought out kind of like summary of why you like Kazuichi as a character. And so thank you so much for sending that in. And definitely if there are other people out there who um, have similar things to share, please do share them with us. We'd love to hear them. Right. I know that uh, at least me and I'm pretty sure the three of us uh, didn't play through his free time events. And so even just hearing that from you, it definitely changed uh, our, our perspective. So thank you again. All right. Our next one is an email from someone named Kendra. They said, I really love your podcast and find it really interesting. Chihiro is my favorite character and in my opinion is best boy. I was wondering if you could maybe dedicate an entire episode to him and go over his childhood and backstory. So I will say, um, though we have not, you know, done a, a character analysis episode for Chihiro individually, um, and because Chihiro is a season one character, I'm not sure if we would end up kind of going back to that. But if you check out our Patreon, we do sometimes have uh, bonus episodes that are kind of geared toward more specific characters individually. Um, for me personally, for kind of my ultimate psych files, I have done individual episodes kind of talking in depth about Kiyotaka Ishimaru. I did an episode talking about him. I did an episode talking about the ultimate imposter. And yeah, so maybe I might I might consider thinking about Chihiro in one of my future ultimate psych episodes. So that's a possibility. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. Um, it couldn't hurt to check out our Patreon to see if um, bonus content like that comes up. You're so right, though, because on the on the podcast, like when we post a main episode, we want to focus on topics that can can be talked about for a long span of time. Whereas like for Chihiro, I don't know if we would go on for, you know, longer than like, say, maybe 40 minutes. And we would want to focus that content more on our kind of Patreon side of things. Um, but never say never, like, who knows what could come. So, yeah. All right. We are going to take a quick break, but before we go, we wanted to remind you all, if you are interested in hearing bonus content from the Ultra Hope Girls, consider becoming a patron. The lowest tier is just $2 a month. And in our upper tiers of our Patreon, you can join a Discord server with us and all of our patrons and even be able to do game nights with us every now and then. Um, don't forget to check us out on social media. We are pretty much everywhere. Ultra Hope Girls podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And we also have a website, ultrahopegirls.com. So don't go, don't go anywhere because we'll be right back after this. <laughs> That's it. That, no, we're using that. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hello, everybody. Caroline here with a pretty exciting announcement. So I, separate from the other Ultra Hope girls, am offering some online virtual classes in things such as writing, because, you know, I'm the ultimate literary girl, and performing, and also some clubs and classes virtually via my own school, which I founded, called The Spilling Ink School. You can check that out at thespillinginkschool.com. I'm offering tutoring and college essays. I'm offering, you know, piano classes and all that jazz. So definitely check it out. It's a good time. And I will also be offering some clubs and classes that are Danganronpa related via OutSchool. So I'll keep the links all in the description. They are for people under 18, so ask your parents before checking it out. But yeah, I'm excited to potentially have some listeners in my classes, and I wanted to let you know that that's going on. So thanks so much in advance for checking it out, and I look forward to teaching some of you. All right, now we're going to get into some of our questions from Anchor.fm. These are voiced by our listeners, and if you're interested in hearing your voice in a future season wrap-up, please make sure to leave us voice messages on Anchor.fm and we uh, for the chance for them to be featured in, in a future wrap-up. Up first is a question from Antoine. Hey, yo, uh, my name's Antoine. Um, funny story about how I found the podcast. I was just asking Alexa, hey, play a Danganronpa podcast because I just finished V3 at the time. And I'm really digging your style. Um, I really like the episodes. And uh, this is just a quick question. Um, if any character in the Danganronpa universe was in Super Smash Brothers, which character would it be? Thank you so much. You guys make amazing episodes. This is a great Absolutely fantastic question. And also, I think it's hilarious that Alexa said, haha, guess what? The Ultra Hope Girls, like, that's really <laughs> wild and super cool. That is so cool. Oh my goodness. I'm kind of honestly mind blown by that. Thank you for sharing that with us, Antoine. <laughs> yeah. When we first got your question, I was like, no way. And I went over to, to our Alexa and I was like, hey, <laughs> play it. And, and she did. And it was, oh, oh, it's wild. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, this is getting off topic for a second, but it's so wild. Like, I teach cosplay classes virtually, and I've had kids in our class, like, who who know who I am from, from this podcast. It's really, like, cool. It's, like, re- really wild. So, and then Maddie had a situation where she, like, had a lab partner who had a friend who loved our podcast. It was so, it's so wild. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, i was like oh my god i'm famous no (laughs) i'm I'm famous mom (laughs) this is what it feels like (laughs) so i think to answer the super smash bros question i think i would go the zelda and Sheik route and pick uh toko slash genocide jack as my answer i think it would be really really funny if like um I love the characters that have, like, two things going on, like the Pokemon, like, trainer. I love that you can switch Pokemon, and I, I love Sheik and Zelda, and so that would be my my selection because I think it would be fun to have, like, Toko be able to, like, keep people away with her self-deprecating comments and then Genocide Jack, like, come out and, like, slice everybody. All right, so for me, I don't know if this is kind of a cop-out because I know it's been rumored that this could happen in the future, but I would pick Monokuma as my Smash character because I would make Monokuma kind of similar to uh, Captain Olimar, I think is how you pronounce it. But that character, when you down B, a little like colorful creature-like thing pops out. And so I would have it be like Monokuma and a colorful Monokub would pop out. And that's all I'll say about Monokubs. That is so genius, Marin. 
Thank you. <laughs> I was um, tempted to say Monokuma as well, but I wouldn't have thought of something like that um, because I'm not very well versed in the Smash Bros universe. So yeah, kudos to you, Marin. I also love your answer, Caroline. I was actually going to say Akane. Um, because, you know, being the ultimate gymnast, I think it'd be cool to have her do some like flips and, you know, jump all around, do like parkour and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, occasionally turn into a werewolf as like her higher form, um, right. you know, just full beast mode and, you know, really just, yeah, that's canon, you know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> werewolf. She could become a werewolf, you know? That's so good. That'd be like when you like hit the smash ball, you know, and then like have your ultimate attack that that would be Akane's is turn into a werewolf <laughs> and just rage <laughs> yeah yeah all right that's such a good question thank you for asking yeah that, that, that was great I love that all right up next we have a question from Muna hello it's Muna and thanks again for the wonderful content and I look forward to every episode I was wondering what was either the dumbest or the funniest way that you figured something out or got spoiled for the first or second game of Danganronpa for me, I was scrolling through Tumblr and one of the artists I followed drew a Nagato X Gundam fan art, and it looked like an interesting pair. So I looked at the tags and I saw Roulette as a potential ship name. So once I was playing through Chapter 4 and Nagato went through the final dead room, I saw him playing his, you know, messy reverse Russian roulette, and I thought, oh, is this why the ship named Roulette? So that means Gundam did this room too. But, oh, I figured out that Gundam did it. Not because of anything smart, like remembering the rooms he was in originally but because of a random pair I saw on Tumblr. So what about you guys? Is there any interesting ways that you found something out early or anything that you found like a really smart chain of thinking? I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are. Well, I can answer this question. Um, the dumbest way I got something spoiled for me for the first game was by playing the second game first um, <laughs> and then spoiling all the first game for myself. <laughs> That's a great answer. Well, I'll tell you what mine is. Playing the second game first. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, you know, none of the specifics of the cases really were spoiled for me. So I still definitely had a great time, like, solving the murders. But I, I knew that, like, Junko would, you know come back as the mastermind. I knew, like, what despair was and all that. So the reveals weren't as significant. But yeah, that's... Um, that's my answer. <laughs> oh, I have one for the third game. But I can't just say it. Oh, I know. I know what I'm going to do. Okay, so I got spoiled. The fact that Junko comes back for the second game at the end. Uh, I didn't know why. I didn't know that they were in a virtual reality. I knew none of that. I just knew she came back somehow. I didn't know how. Um, but I found that out because I was watching a channel Frederator video about that was like 101 fun facts about Danganronpa, and they spoiled literally that. They were like, spoiler, Lair Junko is the the bad guy in the second game again. And I was like, like on case four or whatever of the second game at the time. And I was like, are you kidding me? But it didn't, it didn't ruin that much, quite honestly. There's a lot more to that ending than the fact she comes back. So um, right. it wasn't horrible, but that was so dumb. Um, mine's kind of sad. Um, I mentioned when we first started the podcast that I got into the games because I was I saw someone playing them and I I saw about two cases before I stopped watching and decided to play for myself. And one of those two cases, the first one, is chapter five of game two, um, which is 
very tragic. That's probably one of the worst cases to get spoiled. The parts that I saw, it was two small clips. And it was, um, I saw that there was poison in the fire grenades. And I saw that Nagito was in the dead room. And those are two pretty key factors for that case. And so I didn't learn the whole thing, but I definitely had a significant disadvantage going in or I guess advantage depending on how you look at it um yeah but that that was probably it up next is a question from Aaron hello ultra hope girls pantsless Aaron here um and uh, I have not listened to series two yet I'm still uh, nearing the end of season one uh looking forward to all that great super dang and two content but I'm still catching up so but I wanted to get a question in uh, before the end of Super Danganronpa 2, just because uh, it pertains to that particular game for me. Uh, and that the question is, have any of you ever found it just so difficult to press the button that votes for someone or condemns them to death you know, in any of the games, such that, like me, in Danganronpa 2 Chapter 5, um, when it's Chiaki, I literally wait until the very last second. I just let that timer run down to almost nothing and just press the button at the very last second because I can't bring myself to do it. So I was wondering if any of you have experienced that. Thanks for all the great content, and here's two years more to come. Thanks. This is a good question. I feel like this game... The answer like, is yes. Right, yes, 100%. <laughs> I think like the, this this game just like destroys you because they take all your faves and just kill them and it's the saddest thing um okay i have to think like through everybody to make sure i i say the answer i want to say hold on the uh the answer is actually no the three of us are heartless murderers and so hitting the button means nothing (laughs) (laughs) we have no soul for me i think oh what was that i said we have no soul true um For me, it was the hardest was probably Gundam in this game. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because he's my favorite character in the entire franchise. So, like, condemning him to death was a very, very hard thing to do. Oh, I know. So, unfortunately, n- not unfortunately, I, I don't know. I feel like this is most people, and, and I know Aaron felt this way about Chiaki I I was I knew I knew that they were going to do that with Chiaki I like knew from case three I was like there she's there's something she's not gonna make it but my one that I had a really tough time like acknowledging and like admitting to was Mikan actually because the first time I played through the game the friend I was playing it with and I loved Mikan we we did all our free time events and it was really fun um, and then we were like, are you kidding? No. And I was mad because they, if they killed off Mihan for being the murderer, they would have killed off three women in that chapter. And I was mad about that because they, those grills were few and far between. And I was very sad. Um, but yeah, Mikan was the hardest one. I didn't want her to be the murderer and I knew she was. And it was one of those things that like, I knew exactly how the case played out as soon as, like we paused before the trial and had all the evidence. Like I knew that she was going to be the murderer, but I really wanted it to be literally anyone else. And it, it, it just like, Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. So for me, I actually agree with you, Aaron. Uh, Chiaki was the hardest one for me. I have cried while playing Danganronpa probably three times, I would guess maybe two. Um, and that was one of them. That was one where I was just, like sobbing at the end and i remember sending a video of that to caroline and maddie and being like how did 
did you guys get through this? And yeah. Um, so that was definitely the most difficult to come up with a different answer. Um, maybe Peko. That was a hard one because I just didn't, it just didn't feel right. Like I, we didn't learn a ton about her because it was so early, but it was just one where I went into the game thinking that she would be a really cool, well-developed character that I would love for all time. And then I was just shocked by it. And so it was more difficult in the way of unexpected than, than like emotionally connected. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, our last question for this season two wrap-up is from someone named Andy. Hey, guys. My name's Andy. Um, I was wondering uh, if you guys have a favorite track from uh, each of the games. Uh, my personal favorite is Monami's theme from the second game, but um, I was just wondering what you guys thought. Uh, love your podcast. Thanks. Music. Well, I love the music in these games. Go ahead, uh, Caroline. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Andy. <laughs> First of all, I love your name. Second of all, I agree with you. The Miss Monami's Practice Lesson is the name of the track that you referenced. And that that track is on my running playlist. I hear it every time I go for a run. And I love it so much. Um, if not that, it would be the um, the the fake out introduction, like the, the hope introduction. The like... That would be my, my other favorite. But yeah. So I, oh my gosh, I love Dong and Rumpa music. I love so many tracks from these games. Um, I'm not sure, like, there's actually not as much memorable music in the first game to me. Um, I like a lot more in the second, I think. But one that is in both is actually, oh my gosh, I, I love, love this music. I It just slaps so hard. The it's the like intro to the trial music. It's like the screen where there's, it's like the red screen, like before, right before you go into the trial, when you're like setting up your skills and like reviewing the case files before like the trial actually opens that music slaps. Also um, in the second game, yes, Monami's um, practice lesson. So good. But I also really like, um, the the track is called um, Trapped by the Ocean Scent. And in some versions of the game, it's actually called, um, or in like some places, if you find like the soundtrack on like Spotify or whatever, which it is on, um, it's also called A Dead End to the Ocean's Aroma. And that is a, is, yeah, I, I, I we can't play the music on here because it's copyrighted, but check it out. I like that one. It's just so... Like it's just so dong and rumpa to me. It just brings me back whenever I hear it. I'm like, oh, we could be out here. It. It's like, do 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 do. Oh that yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is yeah, the most yeah, dong yeah. and rumpa thing, right? You could really <laughs> do a mashup between that and the final countdown. Do 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 do. That's what my yeah, brain did. Yeah. My absolute favorite dong and rumpa song is uh we'll, we'll we'll find out next season but um yeah all right so my favorite song from games one and two this is the only one that came to mind um when when the question came up is from game one and it is called box 15 
I knew you were gonna. I I, I mouthed the words box fifteen. It's just such a bop. Wait, I actually want to listen to it again. That's the that's the investigation music, right? Yes. I, yes. Wait, I can't believe I forgot to mention the investigation music in Goodbye Despair. It slaps so hard. Oh, oh my god, it's so good. And really? then every case, there's like an added instrument. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it does not need to go that hard, but it does. Yeah, the electric guitar in like the Kitana. fifth case. Oh, it's. Yeah. Yeah. We also got some really, really kind words from some of you guys in voice messages. And we just wanted to include them here to thank you for submitting them. Hearing from you guys always makes our days better. And yeah, we just can't express how much how much you guys mean to us. So uh, up first is one from Gabby. Hey, all Chihoke girls. I'm Gabby. And um, love your podcast. Didn't want to ask you anything. Just wanted to just, you know, send in something because I lost my chance to because i'm an idiot um but uh yeah thanks for uh listening bye oh my gosh that was so sweet and you never need to be sorry you're not an idiot you're amazing and here you are you made it you made you made it on the podcast gabby you made it <laughs> <laughs> that was so thank you for that message gabby oh. Yeah, and we're always listening on on Twitter and Amino and all of those places. Um, if you do have access to them, if you ever want to say hi, we'll hear it that way. But thank you. Here's one from Jay and Friends. Hi, I really like your love podcast. Please, please keep up the good work because this podcast is just so good. And I love how there's more Dig and Rapa podcasts out there for many and many people and lots of many other people love your podcast so just have a great day i hope you have a great day that's yeah. so nice <laughs> that was nice it makes me smile to hear that like people are you know out there listening to us and like enjoying what we have to say and just that we're making people happy and that makes me happy so thank you <laughs> All right, everyone, we are heading into our last bed, wed, behead of season two. We are so excited. This bed, wed, behead is our ultimate. This is the ultimate version of bed, wed, behead. So we will be picking our ultimate bed, our ultimate wed, and our ultimate behead from the cast of Danganronpa 2. I'll go first. I already know my answer. All right, ready? You ready for this? Ultimate behead. Terror, terror. He does not respect women. He does not respect um, anyone of any gender, actually. Yeah, I don't like Terror, Teru. I really just can't stand him. I can't stand him. And I also cannot stand him. And then my ultimate bed would be Nagito. And my ultimate wed would be Gundam. Because I love Gundam so much. And I want us to just have like a farm and like a, like a zoo with like so many animals and like he can teach me to talk to them and like i can have like all kinds of exotic pets and tamed beasts and you know maybe ride a dragon into a sunset or something um and have gundam by my side you know all right my ultimate behead is also teru teru a menace to society i've said it i'll say it again um my ultimate bed would be nagito as well um yep no, wait, I take it back. Oh my gosh, I've made a grave mistake. My ultimate bed would be Izuru Kamakura. 
um, I don't make mistakes. That is the correct choice. Um, so that that is uh, that's my answer there. And then ultimate wed, you know it, Hajime Hinata. We've got the whole gang. <laughs> the gang is all here. The gang is all here. Yep. All right. So my ultimate behead would be Terra Terra Hanamura. Woo! Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, I am tied for my ultimate bed. Is this awful? Okay, no, is, that's so interesting. Go for it. Kind of left out of left field, and you guys are probably not going to expect that, so I'm going to save it. Um, one is Pekko. Absolutely love her. I, I, yeah, she's just lovely and beautiful. Um, and then my other is, I'm a little afraid to say this because she looks just like me, but I think my other one might be Mahiru. Ooh, oh, okay. Wow, yeah. that is out of left field. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know. I was thinking about it. I was like, but like, yeah. So, you know, um, maybe it's it's the DR3 anime might be influencing that decision a little bit. But yeah, my ultimate wed is Ibuki Miyota. <laughs> yeah. I love her. <laughs> she is just my favorite. She's so cute. And I love her so much. So that she is my ultimate wed. I'm the only person who picked who you guys picked for me for bestie picks waifu so i know i i, I do love fuihiko but i do love sonia he didn't quite but quite make the cut. but i think realistically honestly he and i would be a better match than me and ibuki would like like i totally see where you guys are coming from and i do i do adore him but but alas yeah. sorry this uh... is ultimate bedwet ahead <laughs> and we make the choices here yeah <laughs> all right everybody that is a wrap on season two, but tune in next week because next week is our one year anniversary of the Ultra Hope Girls. We're super excited to get to hear our, the answers that Kadaka has prepared for us. So definitely tune in to hear what he said. And after next episode, we are going to be starting season three, which is our season that is going to be covering Ultra Despair Girls and the DR3 anime. So make sure you tune in for that because we're really excited to dive into it because spoiler alert, we love both of them. So we're really excited mm. to talk about it. Um, if you want to hear what episodes are coming up and what episodes are being posted on Patreon, make sure you're following us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. We're Ultra Hoop Girls Podcast everywhere. And if you're able to support us on Patreon, the lowest tier is just $2 a month, and you get to unlock a bunch of bonus content that we've got, gotten to talk a little bit about in this episode today, which has been pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's it for today, folks. And we will talk to you next time. Bye! Bye.